0: Hello and welcome to the BuzzBe Lane Podcast, it's your boy Ugo and we are done with the transfer window. Um, I am relieved um, that it's over, um, the toxicity, the uh, the negativity, everything around this transfer window, the anxiety, all of that is just over and I'm glad that it is. Um, I'm going to be talking about quite a number of things. I think being a Manchester United fan right now uh, cannot be very exciting um, after the really, really devastating loss um, on, uh, on, on, on Sunday and um, following that up with a very chaotic end to the transfer window. So we'll be breaking all of these things down. Um, starting with the loss and, and sort of also looking ahead uh, to see what this means for Manchester United. You know, what what, what new signs bring, um, you know, how does Ole deal with the current slump and, you know, what is the future of Manchester United um, and, and, and how, how do we really move forward from this? Well, starting with the, the loss on, on, on Sunday, which i rather not talk about, Um it it was really disappointing. It was really, really disappointing. Um individual mistakes again um really really hurt us so bad. Um started off very, very brightly. Um again Spurs I felt like we you know were primed to win that game. Um Spurs had three games that week. Um so I I felt like you know, energy wise would be much better, um, which is why it's very very surprising that we lost in the way we did. Um, the, biggest, the biggest thing for me was that, you know, you're one goal up um, and, you know, the ball comes into the defensive area and is a very, very simple clearance. Um, Maguire fumbles it. Um, I, have to, I have to say something about Maguire before I continue um, the rest of the analysis of that game. Um, I think for a while now, Maguire hasn't looked like himself. I think he needs a mental rest. I think he, he needs some time, I think his, his ordeal in Greece, he has not put behind him. I think he doesn't look like himself. He doesn't look confident. He doesn't look, um, on top of his game. And you can see that you can see that. And you know, when someone goes through the kind of thing that he went through, um, he knows the eyes of the world are on him. He, he probably understands, um, how, how difficult it is right um oh sorry he he, he understands that everything he does is going to be you know scrutinized um maybe he can't even you know shout or or talk to his teammates or whatever it is but but he hasn't looked the same and and it has showed um you you have seen um since the you know the start of the season he's not you know, placing passes the way he used to. He's misplacing very easy passes without pressure. He he has looked very, very shaky in defense and, and it's affecting the team. The defense has been really, really awful since the start um, of the season. Um, losing 3-1, conceding three goals against Palace. Three goals against Palace in the opening day of the week, of the of the Premier League season. Um, conceding two to, to Brighton. Um, then conceding six to Tottenham, so it 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 alarm bells and it, it calls for concern definitely. Um, Manchester United is definitely going through a very very difficult period, and, and and I think looking at the defense and looking at Maguire, you could see really he kind of epitomizes where our form is, and when you're leaking goals like that, it, it's really really difficult. Um, I think. We all wanted Baye to start. Um, I've always said that while Baye is quite athletic, his recoveries are great. He's probably one of our best one on one defenders. But he, he is rash and makes easy mistakes. So he was at fault for two goals. Um, well, in, in conjunction with Maguire as well. Uh, you know, the second goal where he, he switches off and, you know, um, Maguire doesn't block the ball, which he's supposed to do. Um and, and all of a sudden, you know, it, it's a quick um, soccer punch and and, and, and and Huming song scores that goal um while they was napping. It it's really, really tough uh, and and, and all, hell, all hell broke loose. I would say the the officiating in that game was a joke. Um, I don't understand why Eric Lamella wasn't sent off. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, he elbows Marcel. Maciel reacts, um, Maciel should have been sent off because that reaction is um, not acceptable. Um, however, um, the instigator remains on the pitch and, and the instigator didn't just bump you. He, he actually elbowed, he raised his elbow into the chin uh, of, of, of Maciel um yeah it's been, it's been really really difficult and and i think you know we lacked energy we you know the pressing was really disjointed um we couldn't get a hold of the ball um going down to 10 men makes it much difficult but we didn't really hold any shape we we were loose and it made it easy for them to get get behind us i've seen some analysis of the game and um you know sometimes i i, I do you know obviously. You guys know how much I love Ole. I feel like he needs to be given the time to succeed. But I think th- there were some tactical um, um issues with that game. The way we pressed, the the, the spaces we left behind, um, th- there were issues. And I think if Ole would be looking back at that, and and, and like he said, it's, it's the worst day of his managerial career. Um, and Jose took took advantage of it. Um. In the second half, after we were four-one down, Bruno didn't come out. Um, there were suggestions that there was a uh, a locker room bust-up, and 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 Bruno went went in on Maguire. Um, apparently, he he was berating him and, and and was kind of suggesting that he he wasn't fit to be a Manchester United captain, um, and and uh, on account of how Maguire has. Uh, performed over the past couple of uh, games you know I, I wouldn't blame bruno for going in on Maguire um so there there are quite a lot of issues to be to be to be worried about um when you have a lack of team chemistry when you know things are disjointed when everyone feels the way they feel the, they were feeling um and when you know the the manager couldn't really tactically adjust to 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 actually salvage that game um then then there are things to be worried about there are things to be worried about i i am worried for the season i hope that we bounce back i i believe that we can bounce back um i think we're carrying way too many passengers at the moment um you know obviously um luke shaw was you know mostly out of position um juan bisaka is not back to himself uh, Paul Pogba looks like a shadow of himself. He doesn't look sharp. He doesn't look um, aggressive. He's not really covering ground. He was loose with his passing. He you know, there was no defensive contribution from his end. Um, you know, so far it's been it's been really Bruno and, and Rashford, they've they've been carrying us um a little bit of Mason as well. But the rest of the team looks really and Manmatic, I would say to a reasonable extent, the rest of the team really looks like um they don't have the confidence or, or the energy that you expect um, from the side that was really amazing last, last season. So I I really think that there are major problems um with the team. I don't know what Ola is going to do. I don't know how he's going to deal with it. But we'll talk about what the future holds and what you know we might be looking forward to. But let's talk about the transfer window and and, and the chaotic um day it was yesterday. Um, so it started off with like, we knew Alex Teles and you know Edison Cavani were already pretty much done. Um, you know, everyone was still still holding up holding out um for Jalen Sancho. I never wanted us to buy Jalen Sancho. I felt like we could move to other targets and kind of fill out the squad a little bit with quality, like give up give ourselves some um squad depth, uh especially quality squad depth, because there's a significant drop off. We've been saying it from the first eleven to the second, um, to the bench players and, and the rest of the squad and we needed we needed reinforcements. We needed a starting winger for sure. And I'd say, well, you know, we we probably would have, you know, done well to go with a a SA. We could still do that. And I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but we we really messed quite a number of things up. Now, when I look back at the transfer window as a whole, it's not such a bad transfer window. There are a lot of things that I liked about what we did in this past transfer window. Um, there were a lot of things that were also wrong with it. Um, but for the most part, you could, you could identify that Manchester United did things a little differently. They didn't cave in easily. Um, they stood their ground, which is really important. Now, I understand that the outrage and everyone really... Got their hopes up and and this is this is just an expectations game and i, I, I you know for X P W C folks um at manchester united running manchester united it, i think it's an easy thing like y- you should know how to set the expectation um of your customers or the fans um you can't just act like you um you know you you can't you can't let the PR overcome or overwhelm you. Jaden Sancho was available for 120 million euros. Duckman put it out there, this is what it's going to cost to buy Jaden Sancho. As early as August, you knew, they they gave a deadline, they were very, very particular about that. You knew everything. you never made your move. You never bid for what they wanted. They knocked back your first, first bid. Okay, we don't have the money. We have to move on to other targets. From August, we could have done some of the businesses that we needed to do to give the team a boost because I think a lot of what's happening and we've seen it with Man City, they drew the weekend against Leeds. Um, we're actually just one point behind Manchester City. They don't look like themselves. Wolves is struggling. Um, those teams that that had deeper European um, competition runs are suffering because they've not had a a decent preseason. That's one thing. Yes. So what do you do? You boost the the energy by by bringing in players early and and that's something Manchester United didn't do. We brought in Donny van der Beek, which was great, but we never really built on that. And I think that was really um, game-changing for us. Um, It's really difficult. Um, really, really difficult. So we bring in Edison Cavani, we bring in Alex Telles. Um Then there's this mad scramble, um, you know, who who to bring in next. Um, we tried for Dembele, there were rumors that Sancho was still on, it wasn't on, it was on and off and blah, blah, blah. Um, then all of a sudden, from nowhere, Dembele started hitting up, and we said, okay, it's going to be Dembele, and then all of a sudden, it's this Assa, and, you know, it, it kept going back and forth. And then from nowhere, we get Ahmad, Ahmad um, Triore Diallo, um, you know, which I am really excited about that deal, by the way. I think um, one of the things Manchester United has done very well this season um, is to cut the middleman. And, and this is something we have to do. We have to, if you want to run a sustainable uh, football franchise, you need to understand how to cut the middleman. What, what Borussia Dortmund is doing, what um, the likes of Napoli do, what the likes of uh, Leipzig in recent times, Lille, what they do is not rocket science. Uh, you invest in your scouting network, you go and look for the rough... Um, diamond in the dirt uh, and you try to polish it into into the star uh, they, they bought Jaden sancho for 15 million and they want to sell them for 120 million so um you, you ha- we need to learn how to cut off the, the the middleman it's not a sustainable business um um business practice to, to 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 really you know splash 100 million plus employers and how many 100 million pl- plus players have really succeeded in the, in the past couple of years, let's let's take a look. Barcelona signed Usman Dembele from Dortmund, hasn't really worked out. Um, the signed Coutinho from Liverpool hasn't really worked out. The signed uh, Griezmann from Atlético Madrid hasn't really worked out. Atlético splashed the cash on Yao Felix, hasn't really worked out. Um, so. You know, Arsenal last season, the Bud Pepe for 75000000 million hasn't really worked out. He's actually coming off the bench. So you have to be really careful about this big money signing because every signing, and I think that's the philosophy I I feel like Manchester United has um, taken into into account, every single signing is a risk. We signed Paul Pogba, world record fee. It hasn't really worked out yes we know paul pogba is, is is talented but it hasn't really worked out um so we we've done some deals that i'm, I'm really really excited about bruno you know for you know less than 60 m and it, it's it's working out you can see that you know he's bringing something to the team i think bruno was a steal i think donny van de beek is a steal i think um you know, some of these players, we got Alex Tellez for 15 million. That's, that's beautiful. I want us to be much more apt about the way we do business. I, you know, I, I hear from fans talk about, oh, we, we have, um, a negative, um, net spend or a very low net spend, or we spent, um, the lowest amount and and stuff like that. Of course, that, that, if, if, if you're running a business, you want to run it, you want it to be sustainable, you, you want your club to be sustainable. And we've made mistakes in the past. I, I've never really liked the Galactico approach uh, to football. I think you can build from your academy. And I think Manchester United has done very, very well this season. Regardless of what people say, we, we've sta- stacked up that academy. Uh, we brought in some really young uh, players across from Europe. Um, so br- bringing in Amad Traore, who is highly rated, we'll see how it turns out. It may or may not work. Uh, but that was the same thing with Martial and, and today we love Martial and everything. Um, so I, I believe in the in the model um that, that we're we're going for because rather than sort of you know buying the finished article, you can buy someone who has the potential to be a star and, and kind of grow with that person. Uh Pelestri is another one that we've brought in. So two wingers on deadline day. Um, but it's it's just unfortunate that we couldn't bring in um, any re- any starting winger uh, because Amaturo is going to be coming in in January. He hasn't played much senior football, so he's still a gamble, very much a gamble. So we we can't suggest that he he is the ready-made star who's going to come in and just slot into the team. Hopefully he does. I, you know we hope that he can come in and 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 uh, live up to the p- potential. But we have to be realistic. He's a young kid, 18 years old, younger than Mason. It's going to take him time to grow into that role. Um, And the same thing with Pelestri. Uh, Pelestri is uh, coming from the Uruguayan League, comes highly recommended. But again, needs time to grow. Um, The Dembele deal fell through. We couldn't really get it over the line. It seems like Barcelona wasn't keen on letting him go without a few strings attached. They wanted him to sign... An extension before leaving. He didn't want to do it on, on those terms and, and and the deal sort of broke down. Um, so f- from, from my perspective, I think um we probably should have gone to get SAR. Like I said, we can still get SAR because the, the window for the domestic league is still open. There are some right wingers down in the championship that we can go and explore. There's Bararama, there's Saar, there's Bondia. Um, you know, there's um, what's his name? That there's a kid from um, um, from from Norwich, uh, you know, that 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 we could go for. So, there, there are a couple of players who you know, there's David Brooks as well, uh, in Ballmont. So, there, there's some players that we can bring in, and we absolutely need to bring in a player. I, I think we're still hoping that we can bring in Sancho, um. I don't think it makes sense to continue to hope for that. I think we need to go strong this season. We've already started on the back foot, um, but we need we need to really push on. Um, so what does this mean? Uh, what does it mean, Cavani, Dani van der Beek? Tell us, you know, Pestrelli, I think at, at the uh, at, you know, at the very least, and then you know, from January we could see Traore. Um, it's going to be. Interesting. Um, it's going to be really, really interesting to see how Ole goes about it. I think tellers probably comes in for sure. Shaw. Um, Shaw has been he's been okay at times, but you know, going forward, he he doesn't scare defenders. He, he, going forward, he is not a threat, and and I think he needs that competition. I think he 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 needs competition to thrive. I think that's something that you need to really kind of get him motivated um and i think Teles is going to um Teles is really a hard uh kind of player which is bringing in some steel into our team i think that's something that is needed he, you know there might be some chemistry with him uh coming from the portuguese league with with bruno so they know each other and they speak the same language so that's good it probably going to bed in a little bit easily uh, with fred um there as well um, with Cavani, you know, it's exciting to have Cavani, and obviously Cavani is 33. People don't quite think he's going to be um, the same player, which is fair. He's not going to be the same player, um, but he does bring some now, some experience into a front line that is very, very young. Um, it's something that we need. Uh, we've been lacking um, some experience up there. So he is an option. He, has, he gives us options off the bench. Uh, gives us allows us to really play um, in dynamic ways so we can put the ball uh, in a box more. Uh, he can hold up play a little bit more. Um, he's more much more aggressive than what we currently have. So I think um, having Cavani provides us with those options. Now, I don't care if he gets the number of seven shed. I think Cavani is a really um, um, he's, he's earned his stripes. He he, he deserves to um, he he deserves to um to get you know to get a number seven shot I don't really care what a number seven shed is Valencia was wearing our number seven sheds. Sanchez did so I really don't care um as long as he really you know performs as well as he can I think that's all that really matters to me um and I think he can I think he has the ability to I think he's he's really motivated um so I, I think you could see both sides um, to why, you know, some United fans are not excited, but I would say that there are a few things that we've done right. We've brought in some really good uh, youth players. we brought in, I think, three players from um, La Liga, uh, from the La Liga 2, um, which is good um, for our academy. Uh, we've brought in Traore and Pestrelli, uh, which is great. Um, so we, we have to we have to find a way to to kick on um you know Socha needs to get um a shape that works i think a 352 might be the way to go with with tell coming in we need a little bit of width there we need some protection at the back uh, we hear that Axel is coming back we need a little bit more steel we need a little bit more agility at the back we seem quite sluggish and and, and um we're we're too slow at the back we're too slow at the back um you know whether it's Maguire or Linda love you know yes they they, they pass the ball very well but we need both we need people who can pass the ball very well and, and as well uh, at the same time we need people who can defend so it, it has to be complementary we can't have someone who passes the ball back uh, from the back but then it's not really dominant um, you know from a defensive standpoint, we need agile defenders, and and I think it's it's hurt us um, a lot uh, in recent times. So you know they've become targets. You can really drag them out of position, run at them. We need a little bit more of, of some agility in 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 that backline. So I I don't know what's going to happen really because you know you could hear the the, the um you could hear rumors about Pochettino being sounded out. It does seem like this is the same cycle that we complain about. This board, they, they they do this all the time. They put us in this very strange situation. Um, You know, they expect us to clam up for a new signing, uh, a new manager, sorry. And when a new manager comes in, makes a, a little bit of an achievement, they don't back the manager appropriately, they don't show any ambition, and they let the manager um down and, and when the manager starts struggling they fire him and bring in someone else that people want and then the cycle just keeps repeating itself it's happened 3 times now the same same process um i think united fans are currently disillusioned the um they don't care about I mean, the ownership have, have put us in a very, very bad place. I was chatting with someone on Twitter and they were saying, well, you know, how can I support my team without supporting the Glazers and, and, and Ed Woodward and, and these guys who are really, really ruining our club? And, and it's a, it's a tough place to be in right? Because if they took control of the situation from the, the onset to say, well, we're not going for Jaden Sancho because we cannot afford him. Okay, yeah, we, we're seeing reports now, oh, Jaden Sancho would have cost 250 million euros. Of course, you shouldn't go for a 250 million euro player in the middle of a pandemic. Of course, I understand that. You know, it's rational. It, it does. It, it, it doesn't surprise me that you would make that decision. It's the right decision to make that is that is exactly why real madrid barcelona bayern munich didn't go for him i mean you know people can say what they want to say um you know bayern couldn't buy memphis depay for 30 million euros they couldn't buy him for 30 million euros that that's how they needed to sell a player to get um to get this guy to get memphis depay and, and you know they were hinging on getting some money from dembele you know we we talk about these things and we 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 make it seem like you know the the, bo- the board is silly i mean of course of course they've they've made poor decisions and i understand it but but you're not going to buy a player that's going to cost you 250 million what if he gets injured because everyone just thinks about all the great things that J- Jaden Jaden sancho can do we thought about all the great things that pauper can do you know what if what if what if Jaden comes in injured what if he doesn't perform to, to to that that point? We're gonna we're going to go back to the board and say, oh, you guys screwed it up again, and this 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 this, that. So, from my perspective, really, I I feel they should have taken control of the communication, come out and say very clearly, we're not going for this player. We're gonna go for alternative players early enough. We're gonna bring them in, bed them in, bring in some energy, and strengthen the team. We needed a defensive midfielder because behind Matic, we don't have an out-and-out defensive midfielder um, that can actually, you know, shield that back line the way it's supposed to be. Um, so, you know, we we, we we dropped the ball in so many instances, but then we never took control of the situation. Never took control of the situation. So, um I really don't know where this leaves us or where this leaves Ole. I think it's going to be a very, very difficult next few weeks. Uh, October already looks really, really daunting. Uh, we have some really, really crazy fixtures in o- October. And if somehow Ole is, is able to put, bring these, these players together and, and, and win in October, um, I think we, we're going to have a great season, but if not, I fear for his job. I think it's, you know, the writing is already on the wall. It seems like, you know, those rumors are there. I, I, you know, it would be sad if, 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 if this board is allowed to sack Ole again, after, you know, after everything they've done this summer. Because they didn't take, take control of this summer. They didn't do what they, ha- they needed to do. They, they were, there was something very simple to take charge and take control, and they didn't do that. And, um, and Ole is, is, seems like he's paying for it. I hope this, this international break gives him some time um, to recuperate. Hopefully tune out negativity, um, get the boys organized, get people playing very well. You know, the likes of Axel Twanzebi, Ted and Mengi, we have a young backline. So what? Let's bring them in. Let's get them integrated. Um, you know, if you need to give, give Maguire a rest, give him a rest. Let's find a way to get a team that can go out there and win some games. Um, Yeah, it's it's really tough. I mean, the next few weeks, we'll be just scouting some of the players um, as as they're on international duty to see how they play. Um, but yeah, it's it's sad times to be Manchester United player. But I think there are things to be excited about. We have some really new young players uh, that could be exciting. I've seen some YouTube clips. I, I can't claim to have watched them, but they, they seem exciting. And maybe that's something that, you know, we can look forward to. We've seen how our front line has performed on the Ole. You know, it's been relatively great. So if, if it's anything to go by and, and these players um, live up to that that potential, then um, we could have some really good gems in our hands. Um, we have Danny van der Beek. He's looked exciting already. Uh, Bringing in, Teles is amazing. So we have, you know, good, um, offensive, um, presence uh, on the left and, um, yeah, let's, let's see how things go. I, I hope we're, I hope this break allows everyone to kind of clear their heads, come back fresh, raring to go. And let's see, let's go attack October and see what happens. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to drop a few, um, podcasts in the, in the next few days just kind of taking a look at you know, the players that we've signed and how how they're how they might fit in into the team um, until then have a good one and cheers bye